Hello, hello, this is Tracy Harrell, and welcome to Bigger Than Me. Each week, we focus on how to achieve your definition of success and happiness. On Bigger Than Me, we bring together a combination of ageless wisdom, the latest research, and engaging interviews with amazing people who are sharing their stories to help each of us achieve our full potential. Your journey to transformation begins right now. Let's do this. All right, let's do this. Yay. I'm so excited. I, I get excited every show, like it's the first. <laughs> but it is. It's like I am living my best life. I am doing exactly what God put me on this earth to do. And so I'm excited today. So when I say I'm so excited, I like really mean I'm so excited. I said that last week too and the week before that. <laughs> so it's not disingenuous. I am super excited about my guest today. Um, today we have Rich Furman, um, who's been married for 37 years. We have uh, John Hughes, who's been, who's been married for 29 years. And his beautiful wife, Carla, with us today. And our topic today is really about, again, this show is about living your best life. We got some men's men here today. We got (laughs) men here who are going to talk about their life as husbands, fathers, just men. They happen to be believers, which is a nice thing. Um, But also we talk about the journey of life. And we're going to have a couple talking about some infidelity that occurred in their relationship and and how they got to it and through it. And and, and what I love about this is we discovered each other through divine intervention. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. That was uh, (laughs) pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, Quite a wild train ride that was. Train ride. So so, so I'm going to have you tell the audience about the – how we met but again this show if you haven't watched it before again bigger than me it's all about helping you to live your best life and we have people that come on and tell their stories in order to help you think about what things you could do right to 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 live a life of success and happiness and success is what you define as success but happiness is about living in the moment right we talked about um things just happening and so two weeks ago i had andy stokes on the show and I met them at the Taste of Tacoma. And I actually met you guys on my way to Taste of Tacoma. <laughs> you want to talk about that? Oh, that train ride, I will never forget. I, never, <laughs> I ride the train every day. I have for years. And um, it, it was just insane. We, Tracy just gave it up to God as far as getting to the Taste of Tacoma from downtown Seattle. She had no idea how she was going to get there, but God did. And uh, so she was... Kind of lost, and I—that's when I—I I was encountered I was lost. Her there was no kind of. <laughs> I was like, I know I can get a train from King Station. I got there. I got out of my Uber, left my car in Seattle, got out of my Uber, saw two people standing closest to me. You were talking to some. Female. Yeah, to to yeah, she was uh, in in the van that I had just gotten out of from my work, and then um, I said, "How do I get a train to, to Tacoma?" Yeah, so, she's like, "I don't know, but he so might." I'm going to that train, <laughs> so follow me. That's what he said, and then. You know, we. I'm like, uh, and as we're walking, I'm like, I don't have a ticket. I've never taken a train. Oh, wow. But we're about to make this yeah, happen. Yeah, so that was a little dicey because <laughs> the train was about to leave and you're supposed to be able to buy your ticket like in advance, like before the train. So time's sort of ticking and I'm kind of hanging on to wait for Tracy to make sure, you know, she's okay and it's going to get on. So we make it into the train and sit down. And then, um, you know, John's sitting next next to us. 
And we just start sharing our story just as though, you know, we were long lost friends or something. And, um, and, but at the same time, I think what drew people around us to listen into our conversation was that we were praising God. We were, you know, sort of telling our stories, but, you know, involving how God was involved in our, in our stories. Mm -hmm. And, the train stops at all these different towns. You know, it stops in Auburn and Kent and Sumner and all. And each town, <laughs> people would high five us on their way out. It was ridiculous, and most of it was due to no, no, this no, no, charismatic no, woman no. That's over here. that's actually not true. It, I, I asked a well, couple and, of questions. And him, up, no, yes, definitely upstairs. him. But I asked a couple of little questions to these these handsome gentlemen, and it was your stories. I mean, people were just they were just. They they were connecting to your truth. Mm-hmm. I asked you about fathers. I said, I do a radio show. You know, when you said you were married for 37 years, I'm like, oh, I got to have you on the show. Like, mm-hmm. There's something there. You said you have four kids. You have been married for 29 years. And as you kept telling your stories, I just asked a couple of questions. You guys were open. You were honest. You were connected. Uh, real quick, you said... How did how did me asking you a question about your story? Actually, did he did we ask him a question or did he just jump into our conversation? Oh no! Uh, you know, <laughs> I, in a good we way. Just in a good all way. Talking. In a good way. So yeah, we, yeah, we no, were talking. So we were no, talking because I met him. It was him. all just organic. It was yeah, it was so organic. And, and we had another gentleman, Jim, um, was was there. Jim, with did, us too, so, so we yeah. were talking. Mm-hmm. You said because um, I asked you about marriage and and, and what, some of your success factors. When I said you've been married for thirty seven years. You know, like what, you know, what would you attribute to your success? What did you say? Yeah, I, um, you know, God is number one. But um, I think, I mean, we were married early on when we were teenagers. Um, and, um, you know, we had a, we had an unplanned pregnancy at the time. But I, I truly feel that we were destined to be together, not destined. I don't want to say that. I just, I want to say God had a plan for us Mm. and planned us to be together before that moment is my true belief. Mm -hmm. And, um, the timing of us getting together could not have been better for our lives. Mm. Um, I, I truly, uh, you know, I know that I, and, and I just feel so blessed. Um, I don't remember what your original question was. You, you just but, um, you just answered yeah, it. Basically, just, the, yeah. the 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 what would you attribute to you know your success in the marriage? And you yeah. talked about God. So right? so part, so part that, of that the right. purpose. Yeah, and and just involving God in every step of the way, you know. Um, and and Denise, my wife, is just um, such a blessing to me. Um, I was saying earlier, sometimes, you know, when you get in these moments in your marriage where um, you feel like the other person is not doing something that you want. Like what I've found is <laughs> in the end, it ends up, it was you in the beginning. <laughs> um, but then also um, they uh, just focusing on what you can do to make mm, the marriage better um, ends up. Uh, <laughs> it, you'd be amazed. I, I mean, the whole, you're, both of you end mm-hmm. up doing things for the better and for the better part of the marriage. So those are just a couple of things that I I, 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 yeah. I love that. And what I also love about it is things don't always work out. And so when we were talking and you were just sharing, 
you know, some of your words of wisdom and some of your stories around marriage and then being a father. And then, John, it was so beautiful. You were like, I think you gave him a high five on something he said. You were like, hey, I don't mean to get into this conversation, but <laughs> let me tell you about my story because it's similar. Mm-hmm. And so, John, would you mind telling us a little bit about your story and how you said that there was some divinity in just you being able to share your story? Um, yeah, I was sharing with my wife, uh, Carla, that, you know, there's a story that we have for mm. people because we've been through the storm. We've been mm. through some good times and some some trials. And mm-hmm. I believe that our story will help people mm. and help them to understand, no, marriage is not always peachy. <laughs> it's not See? always as you want it to be. You have to work it out together. Um, and people say, you know, 50-50. No, it's 100-100. Mm. <laughs> you know, you both have to give 100% all the mm. time to wow. make that marriage work. But, um, you know, I felt God was telling me that, you know, this isn't just your testimony. Mm. Um, we need to share that with the other people. And then we ran into each other on the train. <laughs> and I was like, wow, okay, God. <laughs> and I was going to sit somewhere else, too. I was going to sit over you closer by the door. And I was like, you know, they're over there having a good conversation. <laughs> Let me come sit over there. And so <laughs> it turned out wonderful. It was so so, so beautiful. Great. And I just like, we got to bring this to the show. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. these are just some good people. Um, again, like you said, every every stop. Along the way, people were engaged, mm-hmm. they were connected, and mm-hmm. it's like, this is just real, 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 yes. just real yes. stuff. So, the other thing I wanted to do real quick is, um, Carla, Yes. I was going to have you introduce your husband, and then, um, John, I was going to have you introduce Carla, Is and I'll let you do that now. <laughs> All right, well, I have today with us my wife, Carla Hughes. Um, is that I'm so happy that she could join Keep us Keep your today. face to the mic a little. So happy you could join us today. This is John Hughes, my husband of 29 years. We met in February 1988, still standing as of today, 2019. And you guys celebrated your 29th anniversary. You Tell me what you like best about each other. What is the thing that you love the most about your husband? And then, John, tell me what you love about your beautiful bride. Carla, we'll let you go first. The most thing that I love about John truly is that he loves me. Mm. <laughs> nice, and he shows that. Yes, you he feel shows it. that. I'll share a story. This is, <clears throat> you know, sometimes you wonder about how when you know someone loves you, and it, this even though we were married a long time, even at this time, but you know somebody loves you when you're sick. Mm. <laughs> I was sick, and I was in the hospital. I had actually had um, my gallbladder removed, mm. and at that time, I was the medicine made me very sick. <laughs> And it did not agree with me. And I was there in the hospital bed and had to go to the bathroom. And it wasn't a pretty sight, needless to say. And the nurse came in and I told John, I said, just just call the nurse. They can help me. They can help me, you know, get cleaned back up and get back to bed and that. And truly, he didn't do that. He actually stayed there. And he got his wife back together mm. and got me back in the hospital bed. Mm. <laughs> so. That's the, that's. That was that's that's real love. So that's yeah. the that's the through sickness and health part that's of the through sickness and health. Wow, wow, wow! What are you thinking? Did did you? Oh, I, the sickness and health thing. Yeah, yeah, that comes right into play. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I love it. So, John, tell me, what do you love most about your your beautiful wife? Um, there's a number of things, but I'll try to top bring three. it in top three. 
just her style, her her swag is just <laughs> just lovely. You know, everybody loves it, and they're like, "Oh, gosh, where'd you get those shoes? Her clothes, just how she looks, how she carries mm-hmm. herself as a woman. You know, um, a woman of God as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then just that she's a people person. You mm-hmm. know, the way that people just really just love Carla, <laughs> as I do. You know. Mm-hmm. They love Carla because of her personality. Mm-hmm. It's just so straightforward, you know, and that she listens very well. Um, and she's very attentive on um, what people are saying. And she, she doesn't hold back of feeding, you know, giving that, right. that good as, um, information that can help people out. I, and, I love and myself, too. You know, sometimes I, t- I take it too hard because <laughs> <laughs> she's so straightforward and, and real with it, you know, but I'd be trying to, you know, want it to be my way and her say stuff that's going to, you know, work mm-hmm. best for me. But, mm-hmm. you know, she's telling me she the gives truth. It to, she gives it know. to you straight. That's kind of like my honey. Mm-hmm. He calls it, um, he's from the UK and he says, you know, I don't sugarcoat it. I'm like, baby, I'm from the South. We mm-hmm. we need a little sugar. Mm-hmm. We get sugar. sugar. We, we yeah. need a little sugar. I need my double sugar coated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, so we, we definitely have fun with that. So what I love about the two of you is, so tell me what she does uh, for a living and then how what you just said plays into what she's what she feels like part of her calling is. Um, she's a, a legal secretary for her profession, and um, she's a life coach as well. Um, she just loves to um, encourage people, Carla. you know. And <laughs> Carla's encouraging me, the kids, and all of us as a family, my sisters, my you know, all of us, she's always speaking life into people. And, there it is. So, Carla, tell, tell us about your, your um, what, what I love about you, because what you said is, I've been through some things. I Not saying, you things. said some things. Some things, yes. I, I'm from the South, so I call it things. It so she's been through some things. <laughs> and you guys have had a rough, some, some rough, <laughs> you've been on a journey. So I know there's been you you when you told the story on the train, I was like, well, we definitely have to have you on. You said you 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 you've you have experienced infidelity. You've cheated on your wife twice. Um, I wouldn't even say <laughs> twice. It was it was you, some, it was some infidelity. For one, we got together very young. Okay. Um, sixteen and um, fifteen, mm-hmm. we we met, and that was pretty young. That's very you, you know to say okay, we're t- you're together for for forever but mm-hmm. um as we got married when we got married 18 and 17 yeah there was some rough patches you know got married that, at 18 yeah wow. 18 and um my wife was 17 and um you know there was some rough patches mm-hmm. you know just trying to understand what marriage looks like to mm-hmm. for us you know mm-hmm. her her folks there was a certain look my my mom was a single parent you know i, I didn't really know my father mm-hmm. and so i didn't really know what that looked like for mm-hmm. me you know and trying to understand as a young man how to provide for my wife and my kids you know cuz mm-hmm. we were already one in in the oven as mm-hmm. per se mm-hmm. <laughs> and and um our uh, our oldest daughter you know um crystal um which is not by biological Mm -hmm. child but Mm -hmm. when I met her um, she was three months old and I was like I'm here for you (laughs) I'm here for this child you know we're gonna work it out so yeah it got it was some tough times of just trying to understand how to be the man and and not to go other places I I love it and that's part of the reason I wanted to have you guys on is because there really is no no lesson. There's no mm-hmm. no playbook for mm-hmm. men to be men. And you guys are men. You guys are men who have who have lived life. You have mm-hmm. lessons 
and trials and challenges and mistakes that you're willing to talk about and actually help others to learn from. Yeah. So I kind of want to kind of roll back real quick and we'll, we'll circle back in, jump in at any point in time. Mm-hmm. But be honest with us. Tell us, mm-hmm. both of you, but tell us what it was like when he, because he said he cheated multiple times. And what mm-hmm. I loved about what he said was, you forgave him. Mm-hmm. And a lot <laughs> of times women don't. They don't believe. Well, let me say, let me say was, that I, that there was forgiveness, but there was, um, it wasn't, I wouldn't have considered it forgiveness in the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it probably was coping. Mm-hmm. It was dealing, mm-hmm. you know, so forgiveness, probably real forgiveness didn't come until a little bit, probably way down the line. Okay. You know, I mean, I forgave to a certain extent, but I didn't forget. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a lot of what was, what was going on. I love it. I, I, I love the honesty. I love the honesty. So he said you want to bring some of your learnings into uh, coaching for other women, not just about infidelity, but just about life mm-hmm. in general. So if you had to, you know, we got a, a, an audience of people watching, yes. listening and watching. What would you tell a woman who, um, you know, may not believe that her husband could? I'm sorry, I had to make a moment. Look, 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 the Blue Angels. Oh, nice. So it's Seafair. Wow. Seafair weekend. Wow. (laughs) Can you believe this view? That's perfect. OMG. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, Wow. That's amazing. Um, So what would you advise to women? What I think that was somebody experienced something similar. The most important thing that I had that I didn't learn that I could share with someone is that I believe if a man or even a woman cheats, because, you know, I I met men in this, too. It wasn't quite Mm -hmm. one sided. Mm-hmm. John and I broke up to make up. <laughs> okay. So what I what I've come to learn is is that it wasn't all about you, even though a man or a woman can justify what someone did. You know, well, you didn't do this or you didn't do that or you you made me do it. Well, no, that that person didn't make them do it. And a lot of times is sometimes cheating or infidelity doesn't always have to do with that. The fact that someone doesn't love someone. You understand mm. what I'm saying? It has to do with that was the decision that they made at that time. Okay. That's what they wanted to do. The justification was is that some, something fell short someplace else. So I had to understand that for myself. What I told myself was he did that because that was his choice. It didn't have anything to do with me. All right. And now. where that came from is because a lot of times women, African-American black women, like to say things like, well, if you do what you were supposed to been doing, he wouldn't have been over here type stuff. Mm. Well, let me take a breath. (laughs) (laughs) I had to learn that that's not true Mm. because they weren't paying my bills. Mm. I was paying my bills. All right. now. Okay, And doing what I'm supposed to do doesn't just be in the bedroom. Okay, that type of stuff. So I had to learn that nobody was really taking my place. I still was me. I still was my whole Carla, mm-hmm. that someone else wasn't me, that I still was me. Mm-hmm. And, and you meant while he was cheating. Yes. You, you you had to come to the realization you didn't divorce him. No. You decided not to. Tell no. me about that decision. Was that spiritual? Well, you like God said? No. no. That <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this was, one quiet cotton didn't get to spiritual. No. <laughs> you it was there yet? No, it no. It wasn't about that. It wasn't quite yet. spiritual. I, we were separated at, at one point, 
you know, and, and so there, and then, and this, this is very true. You know, we talked about divorce many times, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to make a little, a little teat teat over here. But, you know, John really didn't ever really want to leave. Mm-hmm. We didn't really want to leave each other to be, you know, so there was, there was times where, you know, you just kind of get into it and you say, okay, at that moment, this is the best thing that we're going to separate or we're going to do whatever. Right. But that isn't really what happened. So we thought about divorce and, a lot of things played into it. Our children did play into mm-hmm. it, you know. Um, who, you know, men coming into the house and raising the kids or part-time mm-hmm. type thing, and you know, and 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 I like to keep the kids. That's their own thing, but I I like to keep it still as the marriage part between a man mm-hmm. and a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, between us, we I think you can love somebody. You don't always have to like them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think the big thing is we liked each other. He thought I was cute. I thought he was cute, right? Mm-hmm. So we liked each other. That's what a lot of times. So I think you have to ask yourself a lot of stuff beyond love. Do you like them? Mm-hmm. You know, do you like them? Can, meaning, meaning, can you get past it? Yeah. Can you get, because if you like. You if, can, if you believe it won't happen again. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. like, can you get yeah. past it if you're going to keep doing it? The thing that was so profound, I think, about what you said, John, is um, Basically, you said I cheated twice, and through the grace of God, she forgot. You not cheated <laughs> twice, but you, th- yeah. there was some infidelity uh-huh. more than once. Mm-hmm. And but for the grace of God, thanks to the grace of God, you said she forgave you, mm-hmm. and and you you were celebrating your 29th anniversary. I think the day before we we had met, and you were like, I, I would never do it again. Mm-hmm. She's the love of my life, and I think a lot of women need to hear that yes. that, that that a man can be cray cray, can do the wrong thing <laughs> yes. multiple yes. times, yes. and then come to his senses, mm-hmm. come back. You like he he said he'd never mm-hmm. cheat on you you again. It would never happen. Amen. You're the love of his life. Amen. Talk to talk to women, John. Mm-hmm. Talk to talk to women who might be like, Mm-mm. yeah, <laughs> uh, I ain't believing it. I ain't buying it. How yeah. do they know it's true? Like you did it once, you didn't How like is it like. True? Um, it, it's it's a simple fact of what your thinking is. If you're constantly putting yourself out there that's going to get you in trouble, then trouble's mm. going to find you. Mm. You know, I stopped putting myself in trouble. Mm. You know, I stopped going to the wrong places. You mm. should not be as a married man, okay? Mm. You should not be in the club by yourself. <laughs> it just ain't meant <laughs> for you to be in. If you're in there, it's a meat market. It's wow. <laughs> so you... You end up getting caught up. So I stopped putting myself in that position. You know, I I stopped, you know, allowing myself to be (laughs) lied to. Oh, I'm just going to dance and end up in trouble. (laughs) Oh, you were telling yourself that story. You're just going to dance. I need to go dance it out. Well, you can dance right here in the living room. You better get Alexa to just jam it out. That's what we started doing. You know, we had to change (laughs) it up. Instead of going to the club, we made the club at home. See. We're safe in our own on our own comfort zones. Nice. We have a beverage or something and turn on some Jodeci and, and make <laughs> it work. You can go out together, you know, right? Together, you can go out. I mean, True that. You can no, go out I, together. That that's awesome advice. I mean, all men are tempted. All, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and and you're going to be more tempted in the envir- in whatever in a, an environment like that mm-hmm. so you know and jesus talks about that too he he mm-hmm. tells us to you know um eliminate the things from our life that mm-hmm. are causing our temptation mm-hmm. and i think that's a just great advice for any man out there you know about to get into marriage or already married you know mm-hmm. um just to you know focus on that 
on that partner of yours and and you know kind of think about them and and put yourself in a good uh, better environment you know I less tempting that. environment so i think that's that's great great advice that is beautiful yeah. that that is yeah. lovely um question for you you said all men are tempted <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, tell me more. Tell me more. So by, by that, I mean, all men are tempted. So married or non-married and men are in relationships. So what do you think um, is the difference between men who act on that and men who don't? Well, w- what I'm thinking about is like. Um, just like. Um, uh, I had a thought about Jesus and. Um, consequences he, no um he tells us to oh that that basically if we look at a woman mm-hmm. with lust then mm-hmm. that's going to be a ad, ad, adultery so it kind of goes back to what what um john was saying where you need to sort of up the bar as far as um how it is that you're being inappropriate, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So if 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 you can up the bar, then maybe if you find yourself overly flirting with somebody, then maybe maybe that's already past the line, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And and you need to check yourself at that moment and not wait until, you know, you're turning the key in the hotel door, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So hold on, um, you know that's going in the book, right? Basically, <laughs> check yourself if you're if you find yourself overly flirting. Mm-hmm. Check yourself then. If you I'm look just, and think, mm, yeah. check yourself then before the key goes into the hotel. That's that's priceless. Thank you for that. I'm just taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> Denise, I'm sorry if I'm saying anything inappropriate. Denise, Denise, Denise will be in full support of what yes. you said. Denise, your loving bride. Yes, Denise, we invite you on the show at any point in time. You've been married for 37 years, happily married. When you talk about Denise, the other reason I said I have to have you on the show, you smile. You you, you still twinkle. Your eyes glisten. You <laughs> you smile when you talk about your wife. Tell 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 us right now and tell Denise, who I know is watching, Denise, he's going to tell you what he loves about you. What do you love most about <laughs> Denise after 37 years of marriage? She's just, you know, she's, some people talk about how to be a good person, and she actually does it more in action, you know. Mm. She just cares for everybody, um, you know, our our children down to our grandchildren especially but but just friends and and um and family too and um her love is just evident in in everyday life and um so many times she'll just surprise me with um the things that she does uh, to to show her love and i i'm just feel so blessed i'm not you know, communicating all that so all beautiful. that well. It's but, beautiful. Um, Trust yeah. me. Are you mm-hmm. feeling a little? I do. You have the cutest dimples. Um, yeah. we, we, no, we, I'm, I'm very we, blessed. We, yeah, we yeah. we love that. When you you when you when you both you weren't there. He was talking about you. I couldn't wait to meet you. I can't <laughs> wait to meet Denise as well. You guys can come back anytime. Both of you. You're you're more than welcome back. 
But when you have a when you are connecting with a man who's talking about how long they've been married, mm-hmm. and I love how you guys are holding hands or something going on, maybe <laughs> hand on the thigh. <laughs> I I'm touchy feely, you know. You know, we ain't mad at you for that. <laughs> Men, we love that. Yes. Uh, not many women don't like a man who's touchy feely. No, I, I mean I don't know, but I, I, we love that. Men, I'm just gonna speak for most women. And actually, there are a few now that I think about it. <laughs> my girlfriends were like, he's always touching me when I'm in the kitchen. I'm like, and your problem with that is? I wish I was washing the dishes and my honey's... I'm sorry. That's okay. a whole different show. <laughs> I'll say focus. Oh, I just... <laughs> oh, did I mention I'm celebrating an anniversary this yes, weekend? Yes. Happy anniversary. We are. We are. And it's exciting because I was telling you guys that I'm battling this toxic mold mm-hmm. infestation in my home. Yes. And so... I had been, I'll say, spending a lot more time in my garden. So they mm-hmm. kind of taped it off, mm-hmm. you know, sealed off the space. We're drying off the space. And I spent a lot of time in my garden, which is blooming beautifully. I have lilies that are like six feet tall. It's like uh, perfection. Mm. The weather's gorgeous. So I've really been enjoying that. Like, meaning despite the shenanigans mm-hmm. in the house, in mm-hmm. part of the house, I'm like allowing, I'm choosing joy, right? Yes. And so it got to a place where I had this, this company called Pure Environment come on Friday. They bombed the house. They put the fog in the house. So in theory, all of the mold in my house is is inert. It's dead. It's been killed. Toxic black mold. But as they were pulling up the carpet, I had a contractor pulling up the carpet, Lynn Can Builders, amazing company. We'll have them on future as well. As they were pulling up the carpet, there was like, mold looking stuff under the carpet as mm. well before the guys did the fog yeah. and so i you know I, we all have our limits mm-hmm. so i was okay that there was mold in the kitchen and the den that was kind of sealed up and now even though the mold was dead so i basically escaped to a hotel mm. i'm living at the w by the way huh? for a couple nights mm-hmm. in Bellevue. it's very nice um and we're celebrating celebrating our anniversary as well and i and i was excited to come to the show today because i'm like my honey will not do the show First of all, he wouldn't do the show, but he's amazing. And what I love is I'm like, we get to showcase amazing men, God-fearing men who are willing to tell their story in order to help others. Mm -hmm. So thank you. I'm feeling the love for Denise, (laughs) right? Because you're willing to share what you're willing to share and how you're sharing it. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Fastest hour ever, right? We're 30 minutes in. Mm -hmm. I'm going to transition now. Is there anything else you want to share about marriage? Any other words of wisdom? Because I'm going to go to children in a second. And then at the end of the show, we come back to the the closing that I talked about. We call it the surrender and soar, like the pause and kind of recap of the show. So anything else you want to share as as words of advice? We were were joking around earlier about (laughs) you should wash the dishes. (laughs) For men. Right, right, right. But really that's just a way of saying... Try to think ahead and do things that your spouse um, is not expecting. And mm. God knows I don't do that enough. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm not some highfalutin do all this stuff. But I'm I'm very happy when I do think ahead and do something for Denise. And it, it not only uh, – it just makes everything better. It it just changes everything. So like, tell, tell, be be specific because well, I think just a lot of men don't get it, if, and I'm smiling because I get it. You, <laughs> we, when you said washing the dishes, but before you go, on, I'm gonna pause real quick because I love that. And then we're gonna. You remember your thought? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to the and then I'll come back to that. So you said you do special things for your your partner, mm-hmm. and you said wash the dishes, and I said yes, I love that. And then what did you say when he said wash the dishes? 
But don't don't slam the pots around. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what you said, Carla. It's something similar. Something <laughs> similar. Basically, do it with a good attitude. Don't bang the dishes. Don't bang the dishes Basically, around. do it with a good attitude. Do it with your heart. Oh, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah. And and that's key. Yes. Um, because if you're doing that just out of spite or something or, you know, just hoping to with get an lucky. angry heart. Hoping to get lucky. That's, that's <laughs> like, Let me do these other yeah. things. That's the other piece. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, so. she'll be in the mood. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because because if you do it with a good heart, she definitely will be right. Right. It's it's a, it's foreplay. That's right. It's true. It's true. Right. Yeah. Have you found that it's a happy <laughs> wife, happy life? <laughs> right. Have yeah, you found busting the suds every now and then? Oh, is a gateway to peace and joy. Just overall, I mean, <laughs> what what I'm what I'm thinking is if like you. Just getting back to a more serious note here. Um, if what's that? If you just look in time of, about what happens when you do look forward and try to do good yes. things for your yes. spouse, and then reverse that without it, mm-hmm. your life is going to be completely different. Right. So that that's all the, the point of that I was going to bring up. But I mean, you know. Our our sexual relationship is yes. hugely important in the whole thing. <laughs> well, and you said so, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. no, that I and true. so I don't I don't want to mm-hmm. minimize that whatsoever too. But uh-huh. um, tying dishwashing and and that <laughs> I, I, oh I oh it definitely does. Okay, oh, so I'm learning sure. something. Let's here. clarify I'm here. I'm learning something because here. if you can, man, I, mean, I, I would I'm love saying, for you too. I'm not married, if, so by all means, I can speak to men. To let you know. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> okay, on. Because I want to see if Mike can do a zoom in. <laughs> no, wait. Let's, let's get Mike give him some time. No, I need for him to do a close-up on oh this. Oh, my God. I need for them to understand. So you just said you're not sure if the dishes are well, tied I'm to. I'm listening to, to Carla. To, to say, <laughs> I'm about to, to learn something. It is, Carla. It by is, all means. Coach is. Carla, I'm, please. I'm telling you, if, if you take dishes off your wife's mind, if you take sweeping the floor, feeding the dog, Picking them up from the room. Don't wait for your wife to ask you. Okay? If you take those things down, because our minds are full. I like to say women are spaghetti, men are waffles, right? So we all mixed up in that good spaghetti sometimes. So if you can if you can help us get to that waffle a little bit, we'll be a little bit more clear. And how are we more clear? If you don't wait to be asked. So you what I heard was you didn't wait to be asked to wash the dishes. You you did the dishes assertively, not like Pro- proactively. Proactively, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like Tracy was saying, mm-hmm. you know, then right. then that kind of warms you up a little bit. You say, "Oh, he didn't. Di- oh, wait, oh, when you say, don't even worry about dinner tonight. Just come on home. Don't don't ask me what I want. Just have it, right, baby? I got Chinese for us. Just come on home." Boom. <laughs> shakalaka. Shakalaka. <laughs> Boom, shakalaka. It's on like poppycorn. Poppycorn. And don't wait for the first time. You got to You gotta kind of, you got to start gonna be making shocked. this. She may be shocked yeah. the first time you do it and not know yeah. how to process a digest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and don't, right? Right. But it's definitely mm-hmm. connected. It is. It is absolutely. It is. Because yeah. she just took off a whole layer from them yeah. dishes. Yes. Because women well, are emotional creatures you know mental uh-huh. men are physical uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. See, so we're thinking what we do physically is going to help them. No, that ain't. Well, if sometimes, you physically washing some dishes and physically <laughs> exactly, taking, doing taking some things. these things off of their minds from the list of plethora of things to be done. Yes. Now that frees them. Oh, whoa, what the heck? He brought home dinner. I'm oh, not my mind goodness. free. Coochie coupon. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Kids. Next. It's okay. It's okay. We'll, we'll <laughs> sorry, that just came out. It's so true. I don't think I don't think the FAA has no, I'm sorry. Okay, we're gonna stay focused. Um mm-hmm. back to our our, our serious conversation about mm-hmm. Relationships. I love what you said, and I interrupted you because I wanted Carla to come in and just kind of add on. Yes, the dish. Doing so, what you're doing, by the way, and I think I, I the the concepts on this show are aligned to research, books that I've read, and then people. So there's a couple books we're bringing back on, and we've talked about before. But one is called Nonviolent Communication, right? It's by Marshall. I think his name is Goldenberg. Something I just went blank. But it's called Nonviolent Communication, and it is about mm-hmm. relationships. And couples, and he says something very similar about being connected to what you want and what you feel. And um, what I love about what you just said is being proactive, thinking ahead, mm-hmm. right? Not um, uh, waiting to be asked, but you basically you're being proactive. You're 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 deciding that um, if I do something for her, then she's going to do something for me. What Marshall says in his book is that's like human nature. People actually want to do something good for the people they care about. Like Nothing is more pleasurable mm-hmm. than to do something for someone that you care about. Right. And so basically you're opening the door. You're doing something for her. Then she wants to do something for you. Now, it may not be a straight coupon like you just said. No, and I think that's the key. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, but, but you're now building this good, you know, this, right. yeah. Yeah, Does that make sense? I, yeah. I, I just, so you said you've lived that. In 37 you, well, years you've you, seen. You don't know. <laughs> how these things are going to affect yes. your relationship. So you go into it just with a loving heart and and try to and it, you know, it gets back to faith. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're you have faith that this is going to lead to better things by improving your own behavior mm-hmm. and your own um you know, part of that relationship. So um but yeah, you d- you don't know when the coupons coming, back. <laughs> <laughs> but you have you have to you have to have faith, and it may take longer than you thought it would. But you got to mm-hmm. keep keep going at it, and the investing. more you do it, mm. it I love it. It's like it, it, it's an investment. Really. I love. It. And the mm-hmm. other thing, there's a book that I read many many moons ago, and I think one of the ones that Oprah may have suggested, but it was called How to Change Your Marriage Without Saying a Word, mm-hmm. and it was basically mm-hmm. it felt like it was being written for women, but definitely could have easily applied to anyone. I think there was general principles. But um, it was just about doing. Mm-hmm. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Mm-hmm. You did, both of you guys described when you talked about your wives, mm-hmm. you said what good people they are. You said how they show love for others. You both, that was what I was so attracted, mm-hmm. you know, to this story is because you said, these are good people mm-hmm. that you love that, yes. that are doing good things yes. for other people on a regular basis. They don't tire of being good and doing good. They just are good people mm-hmm. who are doing good things. That's what you love about them. And so basically that's a principle that you're a good husband. Mm-hmm. You try to do good things and, and your wife tries to do good things. And together you have no choice but to have more joy right, mm-hmm. out of a situation that is, is paved with good intentions. That's right. Yeah. 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 yeah so we just summarize what it takes to have a good marriage mm-hmm. in, in very simple <laughs> coochie coupon language. <laughs> <laughs> do good, be good, right. and good things yeah. will come. Good right. things will come. Simple Positive. Persistence. Okay. Look at that. We're 18 minutes left. We're going to go okay. to raising a family. Mm. Talk about children. 
I personally have chosen not to have children. In the name of Jesus, (laughs) I had nieces and nephews, and it's such a huge responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew early on, first of all, I did not want a creature growing inside of me. Um, That seemed really weird, like alien style. (laughs) Right? I'm sorry. (laughs) This is going to come back to bite me, I know, but it's true, right? Um, uh, But then there's just, it's such a huge responsibility to create a loving being, right, who can now go off and, you know, and do great things. I was a bit of a control freak, kind of a by default type A personality. And you can't control kids. That was kind of freaky to me too. Right? They're going to do what they want to do and be what they want to be. So mm-hmm. as parents, you both have four children. Um, since there is no guidebook for raising children, how about we summarize, crack that nut real quick and, and, and make the world a better place by telling the listening audience, what words of wisdom might you share on uh, raising children? You got kids, you, you got grandkids, you have four kids. Uh, five grandkids with one on the way. Right. And you have four kids, two grandkids with one on the way. Mm-hmm. So I'll start with you, Rich. What yeah. Would you, what I, would you say about raising a family and um, children? How do you raise a good kid that's, that's you know, productive all, in society? All kids are different and okay. you don't know what's going to happen. I, I am baffled by how blessed <laughs> I, I am with how our kids are doing in life. I've seen other people who are, are just as, as faithful as mm-hmm. we are, and they encounter kids that have a lot more problems than, the, than our kids. Well, that's, a, that's, that's not, a hard part, right? There's no, you don't really, you can't really control another human being. Even if you're faithful you and can, loving and kind, and I, you can't. So I, I didn't want to imply. I don't think. But we're just going to, yeah, I, thank you. I think that. it's all part of the. Journey of this, life? <laughs> yeah, that sounds so I don't know, schmaltzy, I guess. No. It, it's sort of like sometimes the challenges in life are what lead to blessings. And mm. um, although our kids seem to have, you know, been doing relatively well and not running into huge, mm-hmm. you know, problems, um, I think if it were you know, the other way around where we had more challenges than that than than we have had that it that it would hopefully lead to blessing. But um it's hard to really put down into a nutshell what it takes to be a good parent. So, 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 uh, other so, so. than just be there mm-hmm. okay. uh, as much as you possibly possibly can. Um and and show your love and you know be there and share the responsibility don't leave it up to one parent you know mm-hmm. um do whatever you can to to help mm. help those kids out um at all times and you know and involve god is is my advice and mm-hmm. i I don't know how else to <laughs> to summarize it. Well, I think the other thing that you said when we, when we were talking is you also you also live by example. Like there are certain things that you have done. You could tell a kid something all day long, but it's really not about talking about it. Yeah, I always like to say it's about being about it. Don't talk mm-hmm. about it, be about it. So you also set a really good example. Would you Very say? true, and that's just part of being there. I don't remember mm. what did I said that before. You did. I you okay. did. Well, just, I don't remember. It was but. lovely. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'll, um, I'll come back to you. Right. I'll come back to you. That was great. That was lovely. Okay. Uh, John, okay. I'll start with you, and then I'll go to you, Miss Carla. 
Mm-hmm. Raising kids, like um, there's no there's no textbook, there's no mm-hmm. instruction no. manual. What yeah. words of wisdom would you share? Um, for example, if you have a parent who's having some challenges. Um, the, love your kids. You know, sometimes we can be so judgmental mm. on what bad decisions they may make in their lives, but we got to love them through it mm-hmm. because the love is going to help them understand, okay, I made a mistake. They still love me, you know, to help them rise back to where they need to be in their lives. Um, and two, it's like you were saying, you know, it's not what do what I say is do as I do. So I learned that lesson pretty young when, you know, um, doing different things in my life. My son, as five years old, was acting like he was smoking with a crayon, you know. And so I realized Mm. then that I needed to change that habit because what they see me doing is what they're possibly going to do. So if they see me hollering at my wife, guess what? They're going to holler at their wives (laughs) or their husbands. Or their sisters. Or their sisters. And so I learned then that I needed to change my tone if we needed to have a discussion we go to the room and have a discussion. I wasn't going to do it in front of them. Sometimes, of course, that doesn't happen. But, you know, just being real, you know, and plus, and number one, train up a child in which way that they go so when they grow old, they will not depart from it. The word of, of God, you know, mm. it's powerful. I love um, that. Because there was our BC days before Christ. <laughs> mm. well, my wife was always there, but I wasn't quite there, mm-hmm. you know. And so then there was the days after Christ, you know, be- <laughs> when we started to live uh, a life, um, you know, guided and directed by God the Father. You know, that's where it's all uh, key to our kids' growth and process and, mm. and prayer. Lots of prayer because I know that her parents prayed for us, mm-hmm. you know. That when we were BC, you, you know, out there doing all the most and coming in late, you know, and setting off the alarm, you know, hey, what's going on? We couldn't have the code to the, the alarm system because he wanted to know when we came in. Mm-hmm. But he con- they constantly prayed for us. Mm. And then one day God got a hold of us and changed that. And so I, I put that into my kids, you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, I don't try to force it on them. You know, they've got to make that choice. It's mm-hmm. our prayers that they will, and they have, you know. Um, and it's just growth of, mm-hmm. of working with them, listening, you know. I love it. Miss Carla, in any words of wisdom that you would share? Um, the, the both gentlemen have said a lot. I just think, once again, you know, don't give up on your kids, mm-hmm. even when they're not doing what you think would like to see them doing and not prospering as well as you would like for them to prosper, you know, just don't give up on your kids because I think um, a lot of times we, we can see the fall coming for our kids and we don't want that. So I think simply just don't give up on your kids and obviously God first, pray for your kids, pray for yourself, (laughs) you know, pray for yourself. And as John and both Rich said, you know, just being the example before your kids and again and again and again, because I think it is easy to to it, you might not even feel like you gave up on your kids. But sometimes you kind of do just like, oh, I'm just going to let them do what they're going to do. And, you know, and not saying that you can't say that, but by all means, you know, letting life run its course. But in your soul, don't give up on your kids. Mm. I, I love that. The one other thing is that I remember how my mom used to holler at us. Mm-hmm. Hey, get your, you know, I started to realize that they're not listening. So when, as we're screaming at them, mm-hmm. you know, and demanding things of them, mm-hmm. they're turning us off. Doof, 
you know, they, they put us <laughs> on <just> mute. <laughs> you know, and so it's like I started talking to the kids, you know, and Carla's like, you what what that what's that going to do? No, no, no. they want to be talked spoken to just like we did. We don't want our mom. Respectful. Yeah, it's so respect. you're showing Giving respect. respect. I first respect. of all, I'm so grateful that you said this. I had some mother a couple mothers actually say this in on camera and off camera interviews as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm so glad you just said that. Can you talk a little bit more about that and John? I mean, um Rich feel free to jump in as well. Um but but not yelling, being mm-hmm. respectful because yeah. you're right. Most of us were yelled at. I mean, mm-hmm. right? And so that's kind of mm-hmm. the, What's the violent communication that <laughs> yeah. we know about. Nonviolent communication. Oh, Actually, yeah. the videos by the look, look, Marshall. Nonviolent communication. Look it up. There's videos mm-hmm. about how to use nonviolent yeah. communication non-violent. with kids. It's little commercials and little mm-hmm. things that he has on YouTube. They're adorable. Mm-hmm. Basically, mm-hmm. you want kids to make the decision mm-hmm. to want to do these those things for you. There's no forcing, yes. right? It's a conversation, and mm-hmm. you want. And then as a parent, if they don't do it there's other conversations that you need to have as well sorry what were you going to say i I just think my for whatever reason my kids when i sit back and it's kind of fun to watch as a grandparent i know you guys (laughs) too it's like okay now you know what we were going through back then but when i when i watch my kids deal with their kids i feel like they're better than denise and i were at you know, lowering mm-hmm. their voice the and being mm-hmm. a little more, yeah. you know, poised mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. and more calm. In fact, I just uh, participated as an assistant coach for my son. Mm-hmm. On two of my grandkids were on a t-ball team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. Boy, oh boy! You know, t- <laughs> t- trying to teach four and five year olds t-ball <laughs> is <Yes>. really tough. <laughs> and That's so, what tough. I would find is that my volume level. And I wasn't getting, mm-hmm. I don't think I was getting mad, but I, but my you volume, loud. I caught myself <laughs> yelling at and your voice kids. Was getting I wasn't hoarse. saying anything and bad. And your voice oh was getting God. hoarse, you were and, like, and oh. I, and so I would, <laughs> Wait a I would go over to my kids who were all, were also, all of the, my daughter and my son were helping me, um, Jake and Katie, and they, I, I said, you know, if you see me getting uh, out of hand here, you know, <laughs> tell me to stop because... Um, it it's just one of those natural things that you tend to want to do the yelling thing. I think yeah. I got yelled at a little bit when I was a kid. Oh, so emotions. Maybe I lived, Maybe I did just a little bit better than my mom, and now my kids mm-hmm. are being awesome. a little. I don't know. Even better. We'll I just think it's huge, Carla. Come on, you got to talk to talk to people about mm-hmm. this concept. I mean, I've had youth on the show mm-hmm. and youth off camera who've said the exact same thing. When someone yells at me, I don't hear you. Right. And same thing for me. Like, you know, I'm yeah. like, hey. And, mm-hmm. and basically, my mom mm-hmm. taught me, you teach people how to treat you. So if you're yelling at me, right. my, my honey knows. Like, mm-hmm. it is yeah. not going to penetrate. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. we, we have five minutes left. So we're going we're gonna to get ready to ease into our, 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 our surrender and soar recap okay. of the show. But before we do, mm-hmm. I'm going to have you, next thing we're going to have you talk about the, um, the, the climbing for clean air. And I'm going to have you actually finish the conversation about how important it is for parents to really talk to their children in a respectful way and not yell. Yes. Please, mother. Okay. It is important. Why, why is it important? How do you do it when you want to yell? You got to give, give parents some, some tips. This is the, how do you do it? Are you breathing it out? Are you praying? Are you asking for Jesus? Do you tell them to go to their room? <laughs> why you, why you? Really, I think, do, is, you do? It, do you want results? You got to ask yourself mm. the question, do you want results? And um, I think if you're having a conversation, then that gives your your child the understanding of, okay, when you're talking, they can hear you. We're, we're having a conversation, once again, going back to, 
can you hear me? You know, are, am I being effective? So we're having a crucial conversation, but what is a crucial conversation? You know, sometimes you're putting the facts out there. It isn't necessarily a good conversation. So you probably could say that first, that this is a crucial conversation, you know, and it's crucial because I'm not going to yell at you, but I want you to hear what I'm saying. And I want you to take, I want you to take some things away so you can fix it. So whatever you're talking about, you're, we're having a conversation. It's not one-sided. Mm-hmm. And you also want to know what is your kid thinking? So like I just had a conversation with my son, he was quiet. He didn't say anything. So I said, well, what I'm trying to feel is I want to hear how you feel. So respond to what, what I just said, you know, just not just sit there and don't Make say anything, get, <laughs> get up and walk away. I need to hear, did you hear what I said? And how do you feel about that? Because so, again, having a conversation, you know, and making your 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 kid feel open, heard. Yeah. Heard. Yeah. And so letting them know. I love that. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love it. So thank you. Again, thank we you. have very few minutes left. Yes. So I'm going to ask Rich to tell us a little bit about another one of the amazing things I learned about you on that on that train ride to Tacoma. <laughs> uh, for climb for clean air. Yeah. yeah. So I, I want to just start out by. um kind of giving them a little bit of a plug. I don't have a URL or anything, but you can just Google um, Climb for Clean Air. And if anybody is out there and just loves the outdoors and loves to hike and, and climb, I highly recommend this program. It's it's put on by the American Lung Association, and it's a fundraiser for them. Um, I lost my sister-in-law, Kalani Benoit, um, a few years back. She was 53, I think, and hadn't smoked a day in her life and she lost her life to lung cancer. So that's a big thing for our family. But um, if you're into the outdoors and you, you want to, maybe you've seen Mount Rainier and you want to climb it. That is a, just a great opportunity to meet people and to raise funds for the American lung association. It's fantastic. So I highly recommend it. I love it. So I'm going to have you back. We're going to talk a little bit more about some of the mountain climbing that you've done. We're going to have you bring some of those great pictures you talked about. We have two minutes left, though. So what I'm going to do is ask you guys to, to help me recap some of those those key lessons learned. If you had, like, one thing from our conversation that you wanted to share, um, what would that thing be? What would that lesson learned be? Again, if someone – I love what you guys talked about from an infidelity perspective. So I'm going to ask you as the woman to talk to other women who may have experienced it. I'm going to ask you to talk to men in 30 seconds, and I'm going to have you close out with, um, you know, your commentary, any final words. So 15 seconds. Stay whole. Stay whole to yourself, you know. Don't let that, don't let it take away from who you are as a woman and a wife. I love that. I love that. John? Yeah, just, just have understanding, you know. Put yourself in someone else's shoes and think mm. for a moment what, they're going through or what it could have been like for them. I love it. Any final words that you want to share? Uh, keep searching for God and and pray a mm-hmm. lot. Um, that, that's just my advice. I love it. I'm going to end in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for this divine connection that we just had here today. I pray with my eyes open because I want people to see and understand God is in control of everything. Mm-hmm. These people have decided to be here today to tell their story, Lord. And I just thank you for that. And I ask that those who hear our voices and see our faces find some words of wisdom that will allow them to connect and see us, mm-hmm. us, and see you and us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 This Amen. is Bigger Than Me with Tracy Harrell. We'll see you next week.